This is the Reading Instruction Show. I'm your host, Dr. Andy Johnson, and today we are going to talk about designing post-reading writing prompts. Now, first of all, these uh, are part, usually part of a scaffolded reading lesson plan. In a scaffolded reading lesson plan, you want to provide a structure so that all students, even struggling students, can be successful in reading it. So you usually have some uh, pre-reading activity that provides a scaffold, such as a story preview, a story map, or story grammar, and they're described in other podcasts. A during reading activity, which is usually read silently or read with a partner. With younger readers, you could have them whisper read. What you do not ever, 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 ever want students to do is to do round-robin reading. That is not effective under any circumstances. But anyway, a scaffold reading experience and lesson plan is designed to provide a scaffold for struggling readers so that they can read and comprehend. When I give a story preview, I give most of the elements in the story, the events in the story. This is providing a scaffold in the head to enable them to read. And I'm getting a little off on that topic, but it is important that scaffolds, scaffolded reading experiences, are designed to enable all readers, especially struggling readers, to read and comprehend. Now, what is the purpose of a post-reading activity in this type of lesson? Let me give you a hint. It is not to see if they have read the chapter. It is not to evaluate if they comprehend. There are other places to do this. Post-reading writing activities should not be used as an evaluation or an assessment tool. What is the purpose of said activity, then, you say? The purpose is to extend or apply some idea found in the book or the story, to imagine, to think about, to connect with, to interact with the content or interact with others. It's called an aesthetic response, Louise Rosenblatt. Uh, differentiated between aesthetic and efferent responses. This is an aesthetic response. As such, usually these activities are kept short and simple. Two to ten minutes in duration. Closer to two than to ten. Remember, this is a reading lesson, not a writing lesson. There are other places to do this. And by the way, reading and writing reinforce each other. That's why I like to have writing in my reading instruction. Keep it short and simple. Usually just three parts to this. A pre-write, a write, and then share somehow. Pre-write is any activity that gets to them thinking about or generating ideas. And usually, these types of writing activities are kept in a reading log or journal as they respond all to the same story or all to their individual stories. I like using reading logs because for reading practice, which is what I call reading class, students can all be reading books that they have chosen that are at their level, and you can provide a single prompt. Boys and girls, our prompt today is to describe an interesting or important character. So I would give this before they would start reading so they could be thinking about it as they read. 
all right? I like reading logs and journals for a number of reasons, but number one, they are much less expensive than consumable workbooks. You can buy them for 89 cents at Walmart, for goodness sakes, in the fall. And they provide a much better way to see how students are responding to text. And they're a lot more interesting. You know, think about it. Would you rather read a stack of students' ideas about what they <laughs> wrote and thought about stories? Or would you rather correct a stack of papers? Hmm, let me think. Boring papers, interesting content in a reading log. I pick interesting content in a reading log. All right. Here are the tips for designing good writing prompts. And it's a science and an art, and we've all designed writing prompts that just haven't worked. So tip number one is always test the prompt out on yourself. If you have a writing prompt and you can't respond to it, I guarantee your students will have a hard time responding as well. Tip number two, you want to avoid prompts like write a story about or write a new ending. That is a writing activity in and of itself. That's a complex activity. They're not responding there. So avoid saying write a story about or write a new ending for. That's too complicated. Uh, number three, do not frustrate your students. Sometimes you have to provide a scaffold for, uh, of some sort uh, that enables them to be successful. For example, I like blank because A and B, and I'm providing them some sort of graphic organizer or visual to enable them to be successful. I know that sounds a little abstract on the podcast, but get the idea. You do not ever want to frustrate your students in reading instruction, ever, ever. You want to keep within the zone of proximal development. Tip number four, celebrate the idea. The idea is what's important. You're not correcting this. You're not evaluating this. All right. If you're using this for a grade, which I sometimes do in the upper grades, well, they get five points if they have a, re, you know, a response every day or some such thing. As far as length requirements, I rarely do this. I want students to write what they have to say, and when they're done saying it, stop. I don't want to say, oh, you need to go back and write more. No, that's all they wanted to say. Instead of writing more, have them write another idea. In the same vein, we're still on celebrate idea and length. Some students get overwhelmed with the prospect. Whenever you say write or write about, they get overwhelmed. Writing one sentence is a struggle for them, especially when they have to use handwriting. So to avoid this, I say today we're going to write one sentence. Let's get one sentence about, all right, so they are not overwhelmed, or two sentences, all right? I'm not, so I'm, I'm giving, I'm kind of contradicting myself, aren't I? This is to not overwhelm students. You're only going to have to write this today, not you have to write that. So I guess there is a difference. Number five, you want students to write for real audiences. That's what makes writing come alive. So you say things like, when they're done, turn to a neighbor and share your journal entry today or your writing today. Or trade your reading log with a neighbor. And then they read and they write their response in the margins. Or we're going to move into small group today. We'll go around the circle and we'll all share our ideas. All right, so they're writing for real audiences. Number six, you want students to write 
from within themselves to the greatest extent possible. I call these internal writing prompts for which there is no correct answer. For example, tell me about how did you blank describe a time when you what did you find interesting about what do you think about what did you notice what do you want to know more about what question would you ask what would you do if notice there is no correct answer for that and number seven is called parallel story connections they write about something similar in their lives that they have experienced or observed that occurred in the story for example, in this story, Pat was blank. Describe a time when you were blank. You see how they make that parallel connection. Number eight, this is a bad question or discussion prompt. You don't want to use this kind. How did you feel when? That's a one word response. I felt happy, I felt sad, I felt fear. You want to avoid any prompts that induce a one-word answer. And again, test the prompts out on yourself. This helps you do that. Some more bad writing prompts, and we kind of described this earlier, but these are efferent responses. These are story details. Describe the part in the story where, the describe the theme of, describe the resolution, tell what happened. And here's the thing, by the way, when you're asked to identify the theme or the resolution. When you are reading a good book for pleasure, do you think about themes and resolutions and all that stuff? No, it's a good story. You're enjoying the gosh darn story. That is, we want students reading to reflect real reading in the adult world. And by the way, in the adult world, I don't go into a bookstore and I'm not assigned a book to read. I get to choose. We want students to be able to choose as well. So, two reminders about post-reading prompts. It is a reading lesson, not a writing lesson. Keep them short, two to ten minutes at the most. And always test the questions or the prompts out on yourself. Another episode of the Reading Instruction Show.